Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Welcome to episode number 321 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Seek a Reset, Not a Refresh, Part 3. It blesses my heart to have you here again this week. Please listen to the previous podcast to get more details regarding why I am encouraging you to seek a reset versus a refresh but in a condensed version. A program I was watching on a smart TV was experiencing trouble as it was streaming. So instead of my going to the settings and hitting refresh, I hit reset that caused us to have to start from the beginning to upload what apps were needed. As a result of the pandemic, virus and upheaval felt in our country the past two years, I'm encouraging us to not just hit a refresh where we desire and purpose to go back to what was quote unquote normal before, but to hit a reset in our lives where we start all over again to seek God and to put him in the place of supremacy that he deserves and should be worshiped in. This month, we have been gaining more understanding of why such a pandemic may have taken place in our nation and what our Lord's desire may be for overcoming it. The scripture I have been focusing on is 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 to 7. Again, listen to the explanation of this scripture in previous podcasts. The Holy Spirit had Azariah prophesy to King Asa. He gave him a warning that is still pretty much applicable to us today. He reminded Asa of previous dark times when there was a multitude of troubles in the nations, cities, and people of every land where they were troubled and it was even unsafe to travel. Does that sound familiar? Yes, the same is happening today. Asa was warned in this prophecy to be mindful of three things that caused these disasters. These three things are taking place today with us. So can it be that we too are being warned by God to deal with these things, that we may have deliverance as well? Is it worth considering so we do not just have a refresh where we're repeating the same things, but instead have a reset where we start over doing it God's way? Well, last week in verse 3, we saw the first issue Asa was warned about, and it was, for a long time, Israel was without the true God. 
I gave an explanation on this in last week's podcast. Please go back and listen to it. Today, I will address the second issue he warned about. That too is found in verse 3, and it is, they were without a priest to teach them. Now, do not leave this podcast saying Paula was bashing priests and pastors. However, I am going to herald a warning that was given to Asa since what we are experiencing presently is a replica of that time. History has a way of repeating itself. Even in Ecclesiastes, it says there's nothing new under the sun. I want to honor this position of church leadership as ordained by God, but through history, this position and authority has been corrupted at times. I am not a pastor nor a priest, yet as one who has the privilege of teaching God's word, may all of us who teach heed this same warning that was given to Asa. We know in the Old Testament that the priests were raised up to teach the people God's word. So the one true God was replaced with idols due to the fact that there were no priests to teach the people. So as a priest, pastor, or leader, whose words are you teaching? Yours or his? Paul taught about false teachers creeping into the church. Are we at a point in our present society where the issue today would be true teachers creeping into the church? Let's pray that this is not going to be the case. All of us who teach are going to be held more accountable than others. We know that from James chapter 3, verse 1. It says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. So if we're honest with ourselves and just looking at the lifestyle of our nation, it is obvious that there is a lack of teaching what God says. Many priests, pastors, and leaders are teaching what they think, what is popular, what is acceptable to people, and what feels good, what fits their political view, or what fits the present culture, instead of what is acceptable to God. Now, God's Word, the Bible, speaks to every issue of life in one way or another, by direct instruction or based upon the principles that are taught in it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 18 tells us that everything was created by God and exists through him and was made for him. So all things exist because of him since he's the one who created them. To try to give instruction to or change the order of things established by our creator is just to insult him as if anyone knows better than him. No, he is the one who is omniscient. Omni means all, so he alone is all-knowing. He has all knowledge about everything, past, present, and future. So how can a mere human being who was created with limited ability and knowledge bark orders or change what has been established by our sovereign Lord? Romans chapter 9 verse 20 says, But who are you? a human being, to talk back to God. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, 
Why did you make me like this? That was out of the New Living Translation. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 says, We know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Many have been so prideful and bold enough to go against what God has established by changing genders, changing the institute of marriage, changing the agenda of the church, changing God's purpose for government. All of these have been established by our creator. So how can the thing created have the power to go against the creator? How foolish, how crazy is this? How are pastors, teachers, and leaders who are raised up by God and who have a responsibility to instruct and teach what thus saith the Lord, allow people to vote on what God has instructed? And how can any in this position alter God's word to please the congregation? The problem of those in this passage and of us today with having no true God is a result of their being no priests, pastors, teachers, and leaders to teach them. When those behind the pulpit abandon teaching God's word and standards and decide to teach in accordance with the people's standards, we cannot get upset when God calls us on the carpet for it or allows some event to take place to get our attention that we may have a reset and turn back to him, the one true God. God has provided instruction on how to live righteously in every area of life, but we have to be taught and reminded to live righteously in the midst of all of this unrighteousness. In his kindness, God has raised up priests and pastors and leaders to do this. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. If a priest or pastor abandons the teaching of God's inspired word given in the scriptures, which are compiled in our Bibles today, then how are we going to live righteously, be mature in our faith, or be totally equipped for every good work? If the scriptures are not taught, then there is no true doctrine, reproof, correction, or instruction in righteousness in accordance with this passage of scripture. The true God presented in the scriptures must be taught and declared by the priests and pastors and leaders of every generation and time. All systems and people, regardless of status, politics, social economics, must take God's word seriously and receive truth according to him, not our present culture. We see that the truth of God is being watered down even while some are quoting scripture. In the Gospel of John, it tells us that the Holy Spirit will guide or instruct us in all truth and will not speak anything on his own authority, but will speak only what he has heard from Jesus. So how is it that priests, pastors, or leaders have the boldness or audacity to instruct others in accordance with their own authority 
or what they think above what Jesus thinks or has taught. Even the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And then in John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. And I is, is referring to Jesus. And then 2 Peter 1.20, it says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. As a priest, pastor, or leader, are you declaring only what Jesus taught? Are you speaking on your own authority? Are you sharing your own interpretation? Are you fully submitting to the Holy Spirit as he reminds you of what Jesus has said? Our nation doesn't need a priest, pastor, or leader's personal interpretation of God's scripture where they alter it to fit what they want in the present time. Psalm 33:11 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Did you hear that? All generations. His word does not get old where it needs to be updated from any person. Anyone who is called to teach God's word must do it in purity of spirit and truth. His word is the standard by which all issues are addressed. So the standards of people should not be placed above it. We should not be content to just educate either, but to disciple others and lead by example. In that way, we will be living examples of what is instructed in God's precious word. As we continue, we will see how Asa is going to respond positively to the warning that has been given to him. And we will see that all is not lost, but that God has a way for us to have a reset and to return to him. Now remember, verse 3 stated that they were without a priest to teach them. Presently, we need priests, pastors, and leaders who will teach the word of God in its purity through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you teach God's word? Will you answer this call? Will you have a reset? There is hope and an answer as to what to do, and that's in 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And we will get to this in an upcoming podcast. In the meantime, those pastors and leaders that are teaching the word, please continue to do so. But let's all desire a reset, that which is new, and not a refresh of the same old thing that is causing us as a nation to depart from the one true living God. In closing, I would like to read Psalm 40, verse 3. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Let's teach so others will put their trust in him. Amen? We'll be here again next week and smile 
Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforjesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.